clear at the top of the table. There was another big derby for Portsmouth and Southampton. Pompey fans will be happy with the 4-1 scoreline, but Southampton manager Harry Redknapp is trying to sound perky about his side's chances of staying in the Premiership. Got to keep believing, haven't I? And if they stop believing, then we are doomed. So I've got to keep believing and... um... You know, we've got to keep going. We've got three games left. And Manchester United stay in third place after a 2-1 win against Newcastle. Radio 1 Newsbeat, I'm back at 1. Worldwide. What are you doing to make things better? Well, you see, we are scientists of sound. We're mathematically putting it down. Yo, this is Worldwide. Worldwide Radio 1. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you Worldwide. Giles Peterson live Sunday nights 11 to 1 BBC Worldwide. Get with it. Sarah. Charles Peterson, good evening, welcome. And uh, gotta say thank you. Stuart Fannigan, the doctor this week with Letitia. Have the Sunday surgery here on Radio One. This is where it kind of gets a little bit different. Sort of. Time to flip it on the music. And we've got one heck of a show for you tonight. Doesn't get a lot better than tonight, I've got to say. Not only have we got a very exclusive session and conversation with Michelle and Daygate Ocello, we've got a special guest in the studio just hanging out tonight, Mr. Theo Parrish. How you doing, mate? I'm there. You there? Yes, indeed. Yes, oh. indeed. Yeah. yeah. Just made it in. First time we've done some radio together. Yes, yes, about time. About time. <laughs> Got some music with you? Oh, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, as 
as you can see. We're live, and we got the real music till one. Just got back from Serbia. Serbia. That's crazy. Belgrade. Yes. Got a guy been there? Never. East is where it's at. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one night in Serbia, in Belgrade, and uh, I'm going to be coming back there in about two months' time. We're going to be doing a live broadcast from the Exit Festival, just down the road from Belgrade. Novi San. And uh, I've got to say a shout out to all the people who made it out last night. Really feeling the music. Four hour session. Just about made it onto the plane. Caught a little bit of Red Star Belgrade against. Does they have a Belgrade team? Partizan Belgrade. They take their football seriously there as well. You thought there was a little bit of trouble at the Inter Milan AC Milan game the other day. Well, you want to see what was going on in the terraces in Belgrade yesterday afternoon. Woo! Anyway. And uh, it was all about Zagreb in Croatia a couple of days before that. Shout out to Eddie, all the crew from the Contrapunk movement, Aquarius Club. And a big week around the UK this week. We're going to be sort of nailing what's going on around the place. Quite a few good parties going on. Plenty of live shows. Patton and Pipe Pipers in town. Triptych is happening in Scotland this weekend. Bank Holiday coming up as well. Theo's here doing a few shows. Breaking those down a little bit later. As always, you can get involved. In fact, if you've got a lesson, for, a lesson, a question for Theo Parrish, <laughs> I'll take a lesson. <laughs> you can get involved by getting onto the website www.bbc.co.uk/radio1worldwide page. Special open midnight marauders. Had some people from all over last week. Peru, I think. And a big shout to everyone who listens to the show on a Monday morning. Quite a lot of that going on as well. You should be listening live, by the way. Paul Bradshaw. So, we're going to give you the Michelle in about 20 minutes' time. We've got a brand new version of... Blackland of the Nile, featuring another lady from Detroit, currently residing in Detroit, Blue Eyes, the lady who sang with Dwele. Good version of a killer jazz tune coming up a little bit. And uh, more from Soil and Pimp, that mental jazz group from Japan. Been getting so many emails about that one. And we're going to just let Theo do his thing. <laughs> Some tunes. Fresh plastic. Yes, yes. 
You know what? I've got so many of your tunes. I was like, I was just pulling my tunes out today. I was like, I've got to pull some stuff out, some Theo classics. In fact, I couldn't find half of them. But all the stuff I've got of yours is on white label. I haven't got any finished copies. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, I was, I was real good at trying to make sure you had. I got all the ones. <laughs> I got to show you. <laughs> I need to kind of connect the catalogue numbers with track titles. We can do that while the show's going on. <laughs> no Everybody wants to know from where we came Something in the sky that no one can explain Spinning out like molecules inside your brain Wondering how and why and is it all in vain Everybody wants to know from where we came Something in the sky that no one can explain Spinning out like molecules inside your brain Wondering how and why and is it all in vain Is it all in vain? Is it all in vain? Is it all in vain? Is it all in vain?
Y'all, this is Common Sense. Common, the C to the O double M O N. And you are now in tune with Giles Peterson, my man, my guy, from the shot to London. Peace, y'all. So, a brand new cut from Recluse. LP gonna be coming out on Peace Frog Records. And it was the Rotating Assembly, Theo Parrish's latest project. Then drums. Get got. I'm big on these boys right now. Solid groove. London.
for Basement Jacks. This music from this band called Soil and Pimp, honestly, I, I, the biggest reaction we've had this year on a new project. People of all types of musical direction were calling in, wanting to know more. They're going to be coming to the UK soon.
que J. Peterson sur Worldwide.
Midnight Special. We're backstage at the um, at the Maida Vale Studios, and um, it's once again great to be um, in your presence, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> Last time I saw you was after a show at the Jazz Cafe about three years ago, yeah. and this time, luckily, you've come here with your band. It's a new outfit for all the listeners um, to our show here in the UK. Tell us a little bit about the band and who you've got with you right now. Oh, okay, on this tour, I have Chris Dave on drums. Uh, Michael Caine on keyboards and piano, uh, Ron Blake on tenor and Barry, uh, Dahu Mumaji, who's this is his home. He's new with us uh, on soprano and tenor, and Jahi Sundance Lake on turntables. And that's the son Sweet. of Oliver Lake, right? Yes, yes. Did you know about him when you were working with Oliver? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've known about Jahi for a while, <laughs> since he was a, a young man. Yeah, it's just a heavyweight group. I'm very blessed, I'm very humble just to be able to try to hang and play with them. Tell us a little bit about the album, it's finally coming out. Yeah, yeah, it's called uh, Dance of the Infidel, and uh, I don't know what to tell you, it's just a, you know, open up your mind, have a good experience kind of record. Let me ask you a quick question, just yeah. as musicians, of you know, doing the, 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 the work that you're doing. Uh -huh. I mean, is there work, is it kind of a good time for improvised music, sort of musicians in the States at the moment? I mean, is there, is it a struggle to get the work and the gigs and stuff like that, or is, is it... Anywhere, anytime you can get a bunch of people together to hang out and have a good time is the, is the goal for me. And the thing about the music, I, I do think it is hard right now, and that's why we're here. <laughs> That's why I'm in Europe playing, not necessarily in the, through the States. Because, uh, you know, the States, it's a, it's a bit, uh, you're a bit pigeon-held um, by categories. So I, I love coming here. There's a lot more um, instrumental festivals that are going on. In Europe, you have a tendency to have vocal performances and with instrumental people as well. It's just that the music has stayed alive here and it's constantly growing. Um, in places like Paris and Amsterdam and when we were in Switzerland and Ghent, people just seem much more open to the experience and, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of hard. That's another, that's the other challenge because when you come to here live, it's not, we're not cre recreating the record and that's the thing about improv music. If you go see Alicia Keys, you know what you're getting, you know, pretty much, but here you have to be really just open-minded and, and see what's going to happen, see what emotions we feel, see if Michael's, you know, even <laughs> you know, feeling <laughs> what he's feeling on that day, and that's pretty much what you get, you know, happening. Uh, I hope you know, like people who are going to listen to this recording, it's it's very hard to come do what we do in a closed environment with no people to interact or feel any energetic vibe from. Um, but that's that's the element I want to bring, or not. I think it's always been there, but that's the element I want to start to focus on and improvisational music it's it's for all of us to interact to move to have an experience to dance to and that's why i'm getting into a lot of dub a lot of african stuff it's for people to have a good experience move their body you know is there going to be a vocal record from you sometime in the future i'm, I'm sure they're asking that at the gigs right now right i mean can can people accept that from you being a bass player I don't know, Giles. 
I don't know. Charles gets paid to ask the tough question. I know. Questions. No, it's not a tough question. It's just like, I don't know. Inshallah. You know. Charles an artist, though. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. People, I don't know. It's hard for people to accept when someone's an artist. And if, one of, if an artist wants to stand their ground, then sometimes people, they can't accept that. And if an artist wants to grow and develop and go into new territories, and well, I think that's what Michelle's doing. People need to give some space to that. Yeah, because it's not like I don't want to, or it's not like, please don't think that. That's what's hard. And I, I guess people hear this, not that I don't want to sing. That's just not where I am right now. And if I, when I do, I want to come give you the best of myself. And right now, I can't give you the best of myself. <laughs> so hopefully when the time does come, it's, it's going to be, you know, a beautiful light. And, that, and then I'll have that to share. But right now, I'm really just, I like playing the bass. I love playing with these people. And it's, this, this is what I have to share with you now. So... Your expectations cause your suffering, so come with an open mind. You know, that's what I have to share. Made of Veil special. Now then, the trouble with the West is that it feels that it has the right to give everybody its independence, and that's totally absurd. You can never give anyone his independence. All men are born free. They are enslaved by other men. So that the only act that the men who enslave them can do is not give them their independence, but stop oppressing them. It's a very important thing. People make that all the time. I'm amazed when I think of the paper and said, England today decided to give independence to the West Indies. Now, who the hell is England to give me my independence? All they can do is stop oppressing me and get off my back. But it sounds so much nicer when they say, we're giving you independence. You're ready for it now.
Worldwide special. DJ Jar here, you've just arrived and <laughs> Yes I did. And Michelle was telling me that she's known you for a long time since you were yeah. very small, right? <laughs> Not very small, but you know, like the puberty era was where we came into I had like a six, seven inch afro and I used to tag along to the gigs because my brother was her drummer in the last band for like ten years. So I was always backstage trying to be cool. Now I'm backstage in the band, still trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are the light and love of the band. Are you are you getting to spin outside of the actual band gigs? You do, you playing after shows, mm-hmm. after hours? We've actually been playing together. We've been DJing together. We have a regular night in LA, in um, Santa Monica, and. Um, <laughs> I've been getting her scratching skills together, and we've been working on a whole bunch of different stuff. <laughs> and so we DJ together now. It's a lot of fun. I also DJ. I've, you know, I've been DJing for like um, 10 years, so so I still I still hit like you know when I can, when somebody's willing to pay me not to play. I don't know, not to play top 40. Yeah. Then I get to play. I mean, the, the most interesting thing about Jahi, if you ever get a, an experience or a chance to hear him DJ, is this, you're not getting the top 100 or the top 10. He takes you through through each era of music and gives you things you might not even thought about to, to dance and move to. And he's brilliant in that. It's like a, an audible collage and that's also what we're trying to bring to the improvised music as well, which is the strong point of Chris Dave. It's like every night I get a different beat. He's, he's, he's having his own experience in his mind to keep the whole crowd, the whole people, all the energy flowing. And so also the DJ is the new, it's the new musician. It's the... A lot of people go out to see, hear DJs to, to have that high and that experience, and that's why we want to blend that together. And it also is an instrument within the band. He creates colors and textures and dialogues, and so I'm just happy to have him, yeah. Dramas, Chris. So where did you meet Michelle? Uh, I know Michelle. I met her a long time ago playing with Men Condition and Kenny Garrett, and then we just said one day we was going to work together, and it eventually happened, and we're here. Getting on okay? Is it alright? Oh yeah, we're best friends. We love to play and fight. That's what we do. 
She hates me right now, that's cool. <laughs> Chris is a brilliant drummer, and matter of fact, he speaks of vocal stuff. Him and I, he's producing my next record. I just don't know when it'll be done. That was a little hard for her to say. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah, that. No, no, I no, saw no that. that wasn't at all. He'd asked Help. me when a singing record was coming out, and that that's that hesitation. Pain I'm love. just waiting for him, and we're just getting it together. But, but also, so. we we have a project coming out. Right. Me, Chris, and Michelle have a project coming out called Black Black, Black Gold. Gold. And that's a whole nother experience. It's just bass, turntable, drums, and has some really interesting guests. Then look for that. You're gonna really dig that, I think. Yeah, you're gonna like that. You're gonna like that one. That one's for the dance floor. Yeah. Listen, it's been a pleasure having you all here. I know you're all super tired. Thank you very much. Enjoy the gig tonight. Thank you.
like again, you have to say from creation, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. If you can't understand it, that we, because you like, say, your life will say 15 years, 10 years. It's not really so. It's from creation, it's from creation, it's from creation, it's from creation, it's from creation. sessions we're having at Maida Vale at the moment. So here's to life. Michelle and Dege Ocello. That's some beautiful stuff. And what a band as well. Ron Blake, Michael Caine, Chris Dave, DJ Jahi Sundance and Dali Muma. From the UK. So and you heard from the new LP Dance of the Infidels Mumin it's coming out on Universal Jazz and um, first of all the first session track was Lukman and then you heard Red Planetary Skywalker
we're inside that Sunday worldwide feeling on Radio 1. Can't quite believe that we're sitting in the studio with a Justin from Detroit, Theo Parrish. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. There's Micheline Degel Cello in her area. There's you in your area. You know, you're connected somehow. Independent <laughs> music people. Hey, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> Makes this show very special tonight. By the way, the Micheline Degel Cello album is one of the prizes that we're giving away today. Three bundles that also include the Verve Remix 3 album, which includes mixes from... RJD2, Carl Craig, RSL, the Brazilian Girls album and uh, the excellent BD Bell album Closer, plus a couple of good compilations, the Frankfurt sound, which amongst other things features an extended version of Here Comes the Family, which I keep meaning to bring to the studio and I keep forgetting, but I will play that one next week in our Brownswood Basement special show, which also features a mix from Quasimoto. We ain't messing about here, you know. And uh, we've also got Hunk of Heaven Volume 4, a great compilation, which um, includes music from Marlena Shaw and Soul Tornadoes, a bunch of things like that. And we've also got tickets to Triptych at the venue in Edinburgh next Saturday. It's going to be Plant Life, Bugs in the Attic, Butch Cassidy Sound System, Paul Corley, and um, I'll be there as well. Question, what does Endege Ocello mean in Swahili? Giles.Peterson at bbc.co.uk or BBC Radio 1, London W1N, 4DJ. Let's try this. Worldwide. Doing to make things better. Well, you see, we are scientists of sound. We're mathematically putting it down. So, um, Theo, first of all, um, you need to tell me a little bit about the, the track we just heard because that's one of your many specials tonight, I believe. Yes, indeed. Um, that's an upcoming project coming from Warren Harris, otherwise known as Hannah. He's out of Cleveland and is a bassist by trade. It's bad. He appears on the uh, Rotating Assembly album. But I've, I've decided that after working with all those musicians on that album that it'll probably be advantageous to start putting out their own music without me touching them or anything like that. So that's what uh, that's what that was. The name of that song is called Green Fawshawn. And it's his EP called The Time Hotel. That'll be sound signature. I think it's, what is it, 20 now? That it's uh, it's coming up this, actually in two months it'll be released on vinyl. So Sound Signature is your record label? Yes, indeed. Since how long? Since, ooh, 1997. So was it kind of a base to release your own music? Is that the, the intentions of the label initially? That's exactly what it was. Um, I mean, it, it started off with just a series of bad licensing deals with local Detroiters, and it just didn't go too well. And then uh, I said, well, you know, it doesn't take that much to, to really put a record out. At least at that point, it didn't. Now it's a lot more of a risk, but, <laughs> but at the time. I said, well, why don't I give it a shot, throw my hat in the ring, see what happens. No one's going to take care of my music better than I am, I guess. I mean, I heard stories about 
you making music and you're making this is how it comes out in london you know okay. you get these weird sort of it just gets <laughs> here somehow but i'm sort of imagining like you're in this kind of weird little subterranean studio and you're making these tunes and then someone said that you know you, you went off and put them on cassette and then you'd sell them in the local shops is that how <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it came out here initially right <laughs> see that's funny because it it wasn't quite like that okay i would do mix cds right and when now at the time there were no such things as mix CDs they were mixed tapes you did mix tapes and I put the mix tapes in the shops I was just trying to get local gigs you know and I was constantly doing tracks since you know since 13 years old in Chicago we we would do them just because we wanted to see people going to party go nuts We we didn't even think about putting them out I mean you're 14 years old can't consider like what goes into pressing or mastering or anything like that. You're just like, play it at the party on the cassette. Yeah, all done. Yes, that was great. And that's it. And they sit on tape. And, they, and I had all this, this gang of music, and I kept making it. And then um, I'm sitting there, and I was working at a, at a distribution company at the time. I think it was called Seven City. I think Dan Bell ran it. And um, he says to me, he says, well, he was, I was playing a, a mix CD, a mixtape. He goes, well, did you mix that? I said, well, yeah. You know, he's like, do you make tracks? I said, well, yeah. You want to hear him? He's like, yeah. So I played it. He's like, we need to do a label. I said, okay. You don't do house stuff. And he said, well, you can run it. I said, well, sure. That's how Elevate came about. So after after running Elevate and realizing that I probably would be better off if I had more vested into it and not necessarily running a label using my music for another guy let's just do it for myself that it would turn out better so I did so that's it's more or less how it happened Kenny was the first one to, to really grab a piece of my music and say take a chance and put it out well, that's Kenny Dixon yep. Man, right? it was Lakeshore Drive yeah it's on KDJ number 5 so to get things straight you're in Detroit now but you kind of mm-hmm. grew up in Chicago that's exactly yeah. I grew up in Chicago raised in, and ran and perverted all out in Chicago. And your uncle was a jazz musician. Yes, and still is, as a matter of fact. Yeah. The bassist. He used to babysit me on the on the steps playing Isaac Brothers in the basement and stuff. <laughs> and when you were thirteen you were already playing That's when I started. I started playing at thirteen and started producing at thirteen as well. So that all started there. And you were there during the whole Chicago dance explosion. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched the whole Farley Hot Mix Hot Mix Five thing, the the, the original Lil Lewis, Ron Hardy, you know, Music the, Box, Music Box, Sawyer's, the Powerhouse, all the, the names of the other places just go on and on and on. The Hummingbirds. So you got badly led astray. Oh, badly, so badly, so young. And you know, you talk to a lot of Chicago cast they get into this business you find out they got hit with it real young I mean that's that was pretty much it you get the radio and that's what exposed and multiplied it so you had and I wasn't very unique at all you know it was like every other city block there was a young cat around in his mid-teens that was collecting vinyl and was digging on the shows and trying to do exactly what he heard these other guys doing so jacking Yes, very much so. Home of the Jack, right? <laughs> See, I get scared of that terminology because it's so perverted now. <laughs> like Home of the Jack, you know, you got Michael Jackson acting funny. That's some scary stuff. You say Home of the Jack. There's going to be a Jack revival. <laughs> right. I can feel it. And then you 
went over to to Detroit, and yeah. you were there during the early days of the Better Days, and you were resident DJ at the clubs. Yes, that was that was the, my first residency, and that to this day it's the best residency I've had. It's wonderful. What made you go to Detroit? Because, I mean, Chicago's looks from the outside to have a little bit more life as a city. Exactly. So, what made you go to Detroit? Oh, it was real simple. You go to college, you get a scholarship, you get out of college, your parents have moved from Chicago to Detroit. You got to live in somebody's basement while you get your thing together. <laughs> so, you know, they just happened to have moved to Detroit and... I moved in the basement, and luckily they were right off of Seven Mile, and that's what was right down the street from Byright, which is the very first um, house and techno store that sold this kind of music in Detroit. So they, a lot of people don't talk about Byright, but they were, they were really, really pivotal in a lot of the tunes. Like Kenny's career, you wouldn't even know about one for Byright. Same with Derek May, a lot of guys. Yeah, so it was, it was luck, <laughs> luck. So about 1994-95 is when I moved there after I graduated from university in Kansas City. Shot up there, moved in with my mom till I got my stuff together. She wanted me to become a substitute teacher. <laughs> and I actually did for a while. I taught art for like half a year. And it was over. I started getting gigs and it was it. <laughs> Same kind of thing happened to me. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> so, okay, so basically you're in Detroit and you've yeah. got your label and you're spinning and uh, it's all happening. Better Days is buzzing. There's a scene going on here. Who are the big DJs around you? Who are your sort of peers mm. at that time? At that time, I think Rick Wilhite was a big one. He was a big one. Now, and I'm, I'm privileged to still be working with him today. Um, another one still... I kept going back to because I would, you know, you get stuck in these tapes and you keep going back to these tapes. And I'm still trying to mimic Ron Hardy and mimic Lil Lewis and I'd figure out how did he bring that in like that and how did, <laughs> what the hell, how, how did he figure that out? Why did he drop it like that? Can you just play a record? Things like that. And um, other local guys, they really weren't a lot. I mean, it, I liked Mike Huckabee. I heard Derek Man. I liked him. But there was there were these other cats that were that were like kind of off to the side, and you really didn't really get a hold of them until until you just walked in the joint and didn't realize that you had just gotten beaten up by some dude. And you're just like, oh my god, this this is amazing. Like Stacy Pullen at the time was really he was just I mean every time you heard Stacy, he just blew your head clean off. You walked, you came out of there looking like you had a pipe stuck on the side of your head, just like <laughs> oh my god, what, what was that? What did we do, Stacy? It was great, <laughs> you know. And then uh, who else? You had your your Mike Mike Clark at the time was really doing something too. Mike Clark was really good when you would go here. And then you also had uh, you can't you really can't forget you know some of the some of the some of the other DJs in the gay scene because they were really pivotal in Detroit because they they really they really helped keep the underground part of it there which is, which is very different in Chicago where it's really mainstream it's like you know half the DJs there were were part of the gay community where in, in Detroit it's like ooh you know I remember I was dating this girl she just brought me in this club and it was Ken Collier and I didn't know who Ken Collier was but he was just smacking things around I mean the it was nasty. I was like, wow, this is amazing. But I couldn't get too comfortable. I had to leave. But <laughs> I had more issues to deal with. I was like, okay, I want to go now. <laughs> but it was a great party. He was doing his thing. But it, his style was, was amazing. You know, it was amazing. I'm trying to think of who else. 
There's tons. There's, there's so many, you know, and depending on the day. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the first record that I heard of yours, which yeah. which kind of introduced me to you, because mm. I think I came in, you're probably three or four songs into your kind of main releases. I mean, uh, I can't quite remember what the song was. I remember, to me, we were talking about it with you, Karen, earlier on. I can't remember what the song is. It's on your discography. I was searching it, but oh. but you know, it's kind of like I got I got put onto your music by a German journalist who came over oh, to London wow. and he said, "Giles, you're going to dig this guy," and I kind of <laughs> got you that way because you know that whole techno thing because it was techno or that was where it was you know where I was positioning it and where it was coming out of. Right. So you know, on one hand, there was the really quite heavy, aggressive stuff which was probably keeping me away from people like right. you, and eventually someone put me onto you and that yeah. opened up a whole world of music. Oh for yeah, me. and then there's more. Yeah. <laughs> There's still more. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just keep putting these records yeah. out constantly and, and, and meanwhile you're kind of getting some work internationally, yeah. i.e. your beginning I mean this we're talking what, like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, you're beginning to get a bit of, of a word about you in, in Europe and in Japan, yeah. is that right? And that's true. And how is it for you now when you're travelling around and where are the hot spots for you? Ooh, the hot spots. What what I find a lot of times is it's actual it's not only just uh certain cities or certain clubs it's certain parties thrown on certain dates at certain clubs it's gotten that real reductive um i really really enjoy yellow in japan space lab yes amazing um any independent party that i've come across thrown by um the um the uh a hundred birds production company out of osaka so Japan's big for you? Yeah, yes. And yes. what is it about them that kind of makes it f comfortable for you? You know what it is? They have a high, high, high hospitality level. They, When you come there, they know you've come a long way. And so you're, you're really, it's whatever you want, whatever you need. Everyone's very apologetic about the slightest infringement on what's going on. And then, um, then on top of it, when you get to the gig... You don't. You barely need to do a sound check. I mean, they they take apart the turntable to clean it from dust with a vacuum cleaner before you get on the box. You know, fresh styluses, oranges, whatever you want. You know, and you know the sound a lot of times is uh, is top notch. You know, it's top notch. And then once you start the gig, from the time that you go on till hell, it's not even when you leave. It's when you actually have to pull yourself away because they're, they're telling you you can't leave. They're the one, one more tune, one more tune. Um, the crowds, they're so open. And I think it, it has a lot to do with their, their kind of... They, they have a culture that, that is kind of like... They sample. You know, they really sample in, in their socialization. They really take a bit from here and there and here and there. And so that kind of opens them up to everything. So when you you can you can juxtapose styles and textures you know musically, and it won't change the floor at all. It won't change it at all. The energy won't drop. So you can take a lot more risks, and it, it becomes really it becomes more of a challenge actually to play there, because you can you can stay linear, and you'll get bored, but they won't. Whereas if you push the boundaries, go left here, take a turn, drop tempo, go back, then they get more excited, and you do as well. So that's that's a real, that's a great place. Um, I'm finding that I just came from Ireland. I like Ireland. Sure. They get down. They really, I think a lot of that has to do with they haven't really been exposed too heavy to the icons of, of the different 
uh, genres of music, you know. And when you when you get beaten ahead so many times, like like in London, like in the states, like in a lot of like like in Detroit, and in Chicago, New York, you 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 understand what house is and what this kind of house is and that kind of house is and you know what jazz is and this kind of jazz and that kind of jazz is. But when you're kind of a younger culture and you're kind of growing and you get bits of that, but it's only for a small duration, like you get, instead of getting hit in your head for like 19 years with the idea of what house is, you get hit in it with like three years. So then you get hit with something else for another three. So you're not really tired of it. So you can kind of, weave in and out of a different lot of different styles and it and it kind of it really works so they they kind of up for everything as well um i like that too we're gonna have to move on man oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna talk your ear off we're gonna talk after the show um i'm gonna play one track which you've brought in right tell us about this track and then you're gonna get in and do a little special mix for us right so what's the first tune you're gonna play here uh on the set with the last poets oh with the last poet oh that's called uh dark matters let's go Theo Parish Worldwide Sunday night. Rainstorms, rainstorms, painstorms. The desert is full of children, dry mouths, and parched skins. This poem is not about demons, it is not about magic. A tiny drop of water upon their lips. They ride, cruise, missiles, barebacks. Lollipop and juicy fruits packed in suicide bombs. They are dead on arrival. The Gaza Strip, the Sunset Strip, the Drug Strip. They are dead on arrival. Stray bullets and boiling water come to grips with smothered smiles. I am the voice of every child. I am that moment when your love becomes twisted and you decide to construct an asylum upon my innocence. I am that moment when you turn out the light and leave me groping and struggling for imagination becomes a pin cushion for fear and paranoia. I am that moment when you walk away. And leave me to my own self-devices and live sex shows and sliding down poles with pussy kisses dripping from my mouth. The abuse began in the womb. Savage thoughts, savage thoughts. You hated each other. How could you love me? And so now, and so now I run and hide under dim streetlights, exposing our truth to the world. Armageddon is clear, it is here, dead animals on the road, more and more each day, their blood and carcasses propelling our progress toward a naked sun, I am your child, I was your child, I am no longer a child, I am a threat, I am a menace, I am your death, if you don't learn how to respect my touch. Respect my feelings. Respect my existence. Rainstorms. Rainstorms. Painstorms. Thank you. 
listening to the Worldwide Show with Giles Peterson. I'm Theo Parrish, representing Sound Signature. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned.
girl, you look a little restless. Yeah, well, you need to come on with me, because I'm going where the fun is. Come on, don't get lazy now. Just a little bit up the road. Just around the There's something going round inside my head. I think it's something I feel. Yeah. 
special. have been listening to Theo Parrish on the Worldwide Show, Sunday night into Monday morning, Radio 1. Thank you so much. That was just perfect. No problem, man. No problem at all. Do you remember what you played? Mm, vaguely. It, 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 just, it, was, it just got better and better and better. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I tell you what, people are going to be happy because I didn't even put jingles on that stuff. <laughs> Good. Good. That's a real hot Theo Parrish mix. People. Awesome. The man from Detroit via Chicago in London right now, around the UK, going to be playing around the country this week. You've got a little show at Plastic People. You like Plastic People, I right? I love Plastic People. Yeah. It's wonderful. Ade deserves props, right? Yes, indeed. Of course. Ooh. Yes, Ade runs a tight ship. Yeah, no doubt. And you're going to be playing um, Music Box Manchester Saturday. Yes, indeed. That's another tight ship. That's, yeah. 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 That's the walk the plank session. Perfect for you. I might even come up myself. <laughs> if I wasn't playing elsewhere. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, do you remember what yeah, what did you play? <laughs> I'm so excited I can't I can't hang it I can't hold it together. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> now you asked me where am I playing? No, what tracks did you play? Oh what tracks did I play? Yeah. I, uh, the first one was uh, was somebody's doing these ugly edits. I don't know who this guy is, but somebody I think it's ugly edit number nine. Uh-huh. Somebody Isn't that you? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I heard. I, someone. It's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ugly at number nine. And then after that, I got into uh, you know just around the bend. Yeah, I, I think we. You know that. what? I played that last week. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm biting you. You know. You didn't know that though, right? No, I didn't. I <laughs> That's kind of a mental thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, I played something from a good buddy of mine, Omar S. From uh, Detroit, Oasis One. Reverse music. Yes, plays from the inside out. Lost arts out here is in pressing. Is that does that make it more difficult to mix? Not at all. Okay, this record you start it in the inside, not on the outside, right. and it kind of goes. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, but it's it's great. You'll never forget the record though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then um, the next one was uh, going down with uh, this wonderful vocalist Billy Love. Uh, been working with him for a while now. He's part of Rotating Assembly. Um, I ended up producing the track. Nice little piece. Happy with that. Theo, Theo, Theo. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this you? Yeah, that's me. That sounds like you should There is only one Theo Parrish. <laughs> there is only one, bro. Not many people making unique music in 2005. Original it's music. Scary. You're yeah. making it real. But thank you. Soulful. Thank you. Proper. Thank you. Where were you? <laughs> Where was I? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I played uh, played something from Reggie Dokes' new EP on Psychostasia. Um, I th- ooh, I should really know the title. That's that's a shame. But uh, I'll tell him before I go, Reggie, I promise. <laughs> and uh, right before this last one I played here, it was Feedback. Another one was Billy Lowe again. That was from the Green Pickles. Green Pickles is myself and Marcellus Pittman. He, me, and, uh, me and him made a, a piece off of the uh, the uh, rotating assembly called um, Orchestra Hall. That was a everyone's intended like that one. Yeah, so this is upcoming vocal from him. That was that last one with the crazy 
Oh. <laughs> oh, cowbell, ain't it? Where did you get that cowbell? Where'd you get those sounds from? That was him playing the drums. That's my son. playing the drums and I looped it. It's the way you EQ. That's <laughs> your EQ. Something. That's kind of raw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but people people pay money for that rawness, right? Know, isn't it crazy? That's just pure natural for you, right? Yeah, of just course. Run it right. Of course. No Pro Tools. <laughs> What gear? What do you use? What gear? Oh, man. Microphones. Shitty little... Can I say that? Um, messed up little microphones. That, uh, you know, $50 mics and, and like, your mic things. You know, your triple mic stuff. I do that a lot. I like VS880. Hard, hard recorders. I like those. Uh, old school MPC. You know, SP1200. Roads, the real one, not not in the little box. <laughs> no box music. I don't do the box. <laughs> no point and click. I, I'm scared of that. You know, just keep it, you know, keep it, keep it dusty. <laughs> you know, I know how to do that. <laughs> I try to get clean. I leave it up to other people. That's why I started to do a little licensing. So, you know, Hannah's good at the clean stuff. Right? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. That is called um, Capitarius 7. Sound signature 23. That's got for my, my upcoming full length. Who turns you on? Oh. Oh my God. No, but who turns you on right now? Right now? Yeah, if you can kind of go and listen to somebody playing records or making music. Tough, right? That's hard. Because it's, it's so many different ways I get turned on. You know, it could be as simple as like just when I was in Chicago, a buddy of mine, he played this 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 girl, Cy Smith. I never heard of Cy Smith before in my life. And I was totally blown away. Cy Smith. That's I'm tweaked by that. Those guys I've met on the corner in Chicago, hypnotic. <laughs> Crazy horn bandit. Who's the best DJ in the world? The best DJ in the world? For you. If you're going to... Oh. Okay, you're getting married tomorrow. Oh. You're getting married and you want someone to oh, step man. up and play for you. Oh, man, the best DJ Just in the you. world. Oh, come on, man. And you can't say me. No. <laughs> I won't say you. Sure, sure. That's just too obvious. <laughs> the best DJ in the world? There's no such thing. Okay, think about that one. Rotating assembly. Yeah. When you're gonna do a show in London? Oh, as, as soon as as soon as I can put the second album Once I get that together, we'll have a reason to go somewhere. Made a veil session for us, right? Uh-huh. We can run it. We Who's the that. best DJ in the world? I, I guess it's you, right? It's your show, right? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Oh no, the tune's ended. I'm just gonna uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you're the best in the world. Ain't the best in the world. Dead air. Oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> I have no idea, man. It's, it's hard. I think we all have those moments. Listen, bro, we, we've run out of time. So you know, this is this is a real shame because um, I'm just getting into it right now, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to do this again, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to do this again. Um, Theo Parish has been with us on Radio One tonight, and. Uh, 
the show is almost done. Next week, we are going to be giving you a much-requested Browns with Basement. Back in the day, old-school music with a mix from Quasimoto. Who's your favourite DJ in the world? Man, I don't know. Ain't no such thing. <laughs> So thank you very much to Becky Grissom and to Karen Pearson for making this happen tonight. Without you girls, we wouldn't have had Theo Parrish tonight, so thank you, thank you very much. And Michelle and Degel Cello tonight, what a set. I've really enjoyed myself. Don't forget Giles.Peterson, BBC.co.uk, Michelle and Degel Cello. Correct explanation for the name. One world coming up. Giles Peterson saying... <laughs> it's news time with Catherine Burns. The Beckhams could sue over newspaper report. Radio 1. Newsbeat. David and Victoria Beckham...